0: I am Brandon Lachance, your host. We are in episode 89. This is a near and dear one to me. I am really excited about this episode. Not that I'm not excited about all the rest of them because I definitely am. But this one, Brad Bickett, high school basketball superstar in the 80s with Ohio, went to the state tournament. Then he's a coach at Burrow Valley, sends them to state three consecutive years then coaches at Rock Falls for the last eight years, just retired as a basketball coach. But while he was coaching and doing everything else that he was doing, he's been teaching at Burrow Valley. So he just picked up a couple new positions there as he is the Dean of Students and the Athletic Director. So it was a great conversation with him, talked some hoops, talked about his kids, their playing days. All kinds of awesomeness with Brad Bickett. But it is Tuesday, July 14th. Man, these days, months are moving super fast. If you think about it, Corona, COVID-19 hit us second week of March, something like that. Maybe first week of March, end of the first week of March. And it has been the weirdest time in all of our lives. And we're already four months into it. Yes, things have been opening back up, but there's a great possibility that they close back down. So while we're talking to Brad Bickett and we're talking about sports, let's keep the positive, optimistic view that we can get back to sports and living our lives a little more freely in what we want to do as time goes on here. I know this COVID-19 in my eyes was serious anytime that I see deaths and sickness and You know, even if you got it and didn't die, you got that sick. Like, that's not cool. Like, that stinks. Like, I don't want to get sick. You don't want to get sick. Nobody wants to get sick. So this was a real serious thing in my eyes. So as we're, you know, trying to get back to some normalcy, and Coach Bickett and I talk about that a little bit, trying to get back to normalcy, getting kids back into school, getting kids back on the basketball court, football field. It's a struggle. It is definitely a struggle. If you did not know, I'm an assistant coach with the IVCC women's basketball team, a junior college team in the NJCAA, and all sports in NJCAA have been pushed to January 1st. So there will be no golf, there will be no tennis, there will be none of that, no volleyball. They're gonna try to have everything start in January. So it's gonna be really interesting to see if that can happen, and how it works with there being no sports again until January, at least in that college level. But if you know anything about life, people are copycats and we do what other people are doing or other organizations or leagues or associations, so I can see this happening. I know we're excited about MLB and NBA and NHL and everything coming back and, you know, NFL is right around the corner, but we really don't know, so we're trying to stay optimistic and hopefully those things do. But, as a person, you individually, keep doing what we're supposed to be doing anyway before this stuff even happened, Wash your hands, sanitize, make sure you're clean, distance a little bit. I mean, you can say hi and, you know, I've been doing elbows instead of fist bumps or high fives because I'm that kind of dude. I'm always saying what's up to my friends and if we're playing something, you know, I'm cheering them on. <laughs> I'm that guy. So I've been doing elbows or like air fives. Not that I think, you know, you're sick or nothing, just nobody wants to get sick. We don't know if we're carriers. We don't know. You know, we've talked about all this COVID-19 stuff on many, many, many previous episodes of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and you've heard it all over the place. Radio, TV, newspapers, anywhere you go, you know what you're supposed to do. Just keep doing that and try to help this thing go away. Like I said, we're already four months into it, four months into it. And it has felt like 2020 has been just a blur like has this even been a seven month year i feel like i went to sleep in march and woke up in july (laughs) so this is kind of going like we're just kind of zombying our way through here which is really crazy so getting some sports back getting some school back getting some normalcy some lives that we're used to would be really cool for all of us way more than just really cool but those are my words be Epic, Definitely would be epic. Before we get to Bicket, a couple things I want to talk about. First, NASCAR. There's not much else going on. So there's races. There's no fans. And there's been storylines here and there. Unfortunately, Bubba Wallace with the protesting and all the things that were going on with the All Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movements and all the craziness of the world and protesting in everything that's been going on with racism it is very sad it's hard to watch but it's going on it's real so trying to pay attention and make sure you know what's going on Bubba Wallace got a a noose put in his garage or his car the only African-American driver on the NASCAR circuit at least the Monster Energy Cup so that has been a storyline he's being looked at every race as kind of a different driver when he's not he's a nascar driver just like everyone else i did go on a racism rant about two or three episodes ago it's stupid it makes no sense we're all people we all bleed we all breathe the same air we all eat the same way we're all people man i do not understand racism at all i never have never 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 have but besides that nascar has actually been kind of fun Like, sure, I guess I had to throw some jelly beans in. I knew one friend that had a other group of friends that did a NASCAR pool. So, throw in some jelly beans, watch a race, sort of, kind of. You don't even have to watch the whole thing. You watch what you want of it. And it's kind of cool. It's not fantasy football. It's not on that level. Not by any means. But it's something to do and something to be interested in. So I'm kind of glad that I was asked to do that, and it's been a ton of fun. This past week was my worst week yet. I finished last, dead last. My drivers were not good. So what we do is we pick three drivers that we want to win. And say your guys finish first, second, and third. So then you would have six points. And that's obviously the lowest that you're going to get. Well, this week I finished with like 70-something. I think it was like 71 or 72. Might even been higher, but I know it was in the 70s. Got crushed. Crush. This is only my fourth week. I went third, third, fourth, and then dead last. I was hoping to like make a come-up. Like I, I thought I had a couple good drivers in my picks. At Joey Logano, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And then the before-mentioned Bubba Wallace. And all of them kinda tanked. All of them. All of them kind of tanked. But it is what it is. It's a lot of fun. And I had a good time. But I never thought I'd be interested in NASCAR. Like when I was younger, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, that was kind of cool. I think I watched a couple races with my uncle. I had to have been 10, maybe 12, somewhere around then. But that's it, but that's it. I definitely knew about Dale Earnhardt Sr. passing away, but I really wasn't watching. I just knew because he was a big name and I'm a sports guy, so I watched sports stuff. But other than that, never really had an interest in NASCAR. So to have this pool and have something to do, maybe COVID-19 is inspiring me to be a NASCAR fan. I'm cool with it. I'm not going to watch every single lap and know every driver's names and where they're from and you know all that other stuff. But you know, i pay attention and see who's winning. Maybe check the results, top five, top ten, and you know move on from there. So maybe down the line we'll talk some more NASCAR. This seems like a great time for a word from our sponsor. It's summer, we're seeing things around our home that needs repaired. So why not give Olson Construction a call? Whether it's a light fixture, a kitchen remodel. The family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage Edition, room additions. Owner Keith Miles has been in construction for over 10 years and is willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be contacted on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or via email, olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. One more thing I wanted to talk about, Kanye West running for president. All right, he's made a statement, he's putting out tweets. When Donald Trump said he was running for president or maybe it was when he actually won, it was during that time, the very beginning of Donald Trump as the leader of our country Kanye said it then that he's like, I'm going to run for president. I'm like, no way, this is a joke. But it looks like he thinks he's going to. I did say when this happened, when Donald Trump became our president, won our vote, and then Kanye made that initial statement. I'm like, we could see this from a lot, a lot of celebrities or people that are not politicians. Why wouldn't Lance Armstrong run for president? He wouldn't now, but can you imagine when he was winning all those Tour de France's? Why wouldn't he run for president? He probably could have won. The Live Strong movement, the cancer and giving back to communities and helping sick people. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind that he would have had a good chance to be the president of our United States if he was at that level now. Back then, maybe not. Because we weren't voting for people like Donald Trump. And not now, because Lance Armstrong lied to the entire country. Kind of conned money out of the U.S. postal system. And, you know, the list goes on with Lance Armstrong. But, no doubt in my mind, at one point, he could have won. Hawk Hogan? I don't know. In the 80s? He probably, probably could have won. I know there was a WCW angle where he was running for president. I remember seeing signs... Hogan for president, and people were really talking about voting for him. It obviously was a hoax in the storyline, but if he legitimately threw his name into the hat to be president, I would have not have been surprised if he received a couple votes. And we could keep going. Michael Jordan ruled the world for 10 years and is still a very polarizing figure right now. Puff Daddy, he's got clout. He knows all kinds of people in the business world, he's made deals with everybody. I could sit here and name names and names and names and names that people would legitimately vote for. So I think we're getting into a new era where we're going to have comedians and rappers and athletes and people that you would never think of trying to be a politician or on that stage doing exactly that. Hopefully it's intelligent people and people that can actually hold the job titles. But we're going to see more and more of this. I mean, we've seen wrestlers throughout time do things like this. Kane, Glenn Jacobs, is a politician in Tennessee. Jesse the Body Ventura was in Minnesota. I think in the late 90s, early 2000s. So yeah, we're seeing it more and more, and now it's just getting on the bigger stage. The President of the United States. And don't get me wrong, I love Kanye's music. His old music, his first couple CDs. Top 10, 15 albums of all time in my eyes If we're talking about hip-hop Genius One of the best producers hip-hop's ever seen I'm going to say top 5 or 10 Very intelligent Definitely knows how to use his words He's kind of crazy at the same time And does a lot of things that everybody would not do (laughs) Except Kanye West But he is intelligent He does have a brain He does use it I could honestly see people voting for him. Am I? No way. No way. No way. No way. You're not a politician. And I don't know what you could actually do for the country. I think you would be relying on a bunch of people behind you telling you what to do. And I'm not saying other presidents haven't done that. I mean, it's kind of common. But that would be your voice. You would just be the voice. You would be the definition of a puppet president. In my eyes. In my eyes. Or he would just go off the wall and do something super crazy. Kanye West style. I mean, we've seen what he did to Taylor Swift at an award show. What would he do to other people? No idea. It would be insane. So hopefully people are not insane <laughs> enough to vote for Kanye West as president. If you do, I mean, that's your opinion. You can do what you want. But we've got to think about our society and what we're doing here. You know, schools are falling off, we got e-learning instead of going to classes, we're fighting through a pandemic, all these things are going on, are we really going to vote for Kanye West to be the guy to get us out of that? I hope not, because otherwise we're all, I think we're all in trouble. You might be able to make a dope album out of it, but that's about it. Well, let's get to Brad Bickett, basketball legend. He's a legend. I was so happy to be able to talk to him for this. I have got to meet him in person, covered him with Rock Falls, was not around this area when he was with Burrow Valley, but definitely got to chat with him, talk to him about some basketball when he was with Rock Falls, and it was a special pleasure to have him on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We will be back with another show this week, probably Thursday or Friday. And it will be Burrow Valley golfer Trent DeVinny. He's a great guest. Had a lot of fun talking to him. So he will be the next show. So until next time, peace. My nieces and nephews are running outside playing games, so we might hear them in the background. But I'm very excited about our guest today. Coach Brad Bickett, longtime coach at Burrow Valley, Rock Falls. Also a legendary player with Ohio, been all over the Illinois Valley. Thank you, Coach Bickett, for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Brandon. I really looking forward to spending some time with you here this afternoon.
0: Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Let's start with kind of why I wanted to reach out to you. You have decided to step away from coaching with Rock Falls
1: yeah um you know over the last year to be honest with it it's always uh been in the back of my mind just a lot of time uh that goes into it it's a a year-round thing and um my son who's played for me at the varsity level since he was a sophomore he now uh, was a senior and uh Outstanding coaching staff that I got to coach with at Rock Falls, a really tight-knit group of guys, had a pretty good relationship with all the players as well. But it was just one of those things where, you know, I've got two younger daughters, a daughter that's going to be a freshman uh, at Rock Falls High School, and uh, another daughter that's going to be a fifth grader at Montmorency Junior High. Our family lives up here in Rock Falls. So, you know, my my son's going to go on and play college golf at South Valley Community College. I have a daughter that's a senior, going to be a senior at Northern, or, uh, Northern Iowa University. So it was one of those things that my wife and I just talked a lot about. And I just felt that uh, maybe it was time 28 years, and uh, I just felt... Maybe I had another calling, maybe something else that I wanted to do professionally before I retire from teaching. So just chose to step down this year and move on.
0: First of all, you and I, I'm not a fan. I'm Saluki, Southern Illinois. We're rivals.
1: <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I love it out there. I'll be honest with you, Brandon. I love it when I go out and visit my daughter. It's out in Cedar Falls. Uh, the community, the people out there in Iowa are pretty special. And um, you know, it's a great school. And she's going into education. She wants to be a coach someday as well. But. She's kind of followed mom and dad's footsteps because obviously my wife and I both are in education and coaching, so uh, she's a glutton for punishment, but we love her to death, and she's an outstanding student, and next year, second semester, she'll be student teaching somewhere, and next year at this time, she'll land at her first teaching job, and we're pretty excited for her, and, you know, we say go Panthers. I'll <laughs> still
0: say go Salukis, but I understand where you're coming from.
1: <laughs> and the
0: son that just graduated from Rock Falls and
1: That is Jalen Jalen, this would have been his fourth year of playing at the varsity baseball level um, He had tinkered with playing college baseball um, He had a few injuries on and off. He had some back problems. Uh, he had an outstanding basketball season this year. Uh, he's played golf at varsity level for four years. And he's one of those kids that just not real sure what he wants to do. And with Salt Valley Community College right here in uh, the area and C.J. Wade, uh, outstanding golf coach, um, we kind of thought and Jalen kind of thought it was the best thing. He stayed close to home. and. Uh, he's really developed uh, love for the game of golf, and, you know, it kind of suits his personality uh, a little bit. He's pretty relaxed and laid back, unlike his dad. He must get that after his mom. You know, he's going he to go on and play uh, college golf, and I don't know, you know, I've had talks with, um, with Coach Sharp with the uh, v- basketball program there at Sock, and, you know, I don't know if Our scouting report because there's a Jalen Johnson. His dad, Jedediah, who was a Rock Falls legend. He coached with me. Jalen played for me this year, plus we had Jalen Bickett, so we really had people messed up on our scouting reports. So they both played guard position, and, you know, Jalen is, is my guy. Both of them, I love coaching those two kids.
0: Definitely. I do remember Jalen. I, I covered Rock Falls quite a few times during the Camone Classic and Spring Valley, and I covered you guys, you know, occasionally against Mendota and and other teams like that. I liked him as a player. He could run the floor pretty well.
1: Early on, we thought he would maybe be 6'3", six, 6'4", six, but uh, he's one of those kids that uh, he got to about six 6'1", six, uh, probably compliments of his mom, I think he still blames her for that, but, uh, you know, never really getting bigger, but he could, he's one of those kid, coaches' kids that could really shoot it, and, you know, had a really great basketball IQ, and like I said, uh, he played usually pretty well down at Spring Valley Hall, Kimoni Classics. It's uh, just a great tournament super people down there in Spring Valley that uh, that's probably one of the biggest things I'll miss not going there right before Christmas. The last few years, they've been awfully good to Rock Falls players, coaches, fans, and everyone. So I'll be going over there supporting the storm though next year. so looking forward to that.
0: So you mentioned you know you're still teaching, even though you're not coaching and you are at Burrow Valley School, correct?
1: Yeah, I have been at Nero Valley. I know when the initial report was that I kind of stepped down from coaching, I think some maybe – maybe forgot a little bit or wondered kind of where I was at as far as the teaching aspect. And I have still been teaching down at Bureau Valley for the last eight years. So I've been doing that kind of transition. And, you know, it hasn't been too bad because I live up here in Rock Falls and it's only about a 20-minute drive straight north on Route 40 from Manless to Rock Falls. So it's been doable. It just got to be a little bit too much. Like you said, I felt like... As a teacher, you develop those relationships with kids, whether it be in the classroom or, you know, whether it be in the lunchroom, you see them before school, after school. And I am just struggling a little bit with, I just didn't feel like I was maybe reaching some of the Rock Falls kids in the way that I like to get to know kids and, and develop relationships with them. That was one of the things that led me to probably step down and say that, you know, I need to focus as I move towards the end of my teaching career. Just focus on the Bureau Valley kids, the administration, the great staff that I've been a part of since the very beginning of Bureau Valley. I've just all landed there for the rest of my teaching career.
0: How many years of teaching do you have left?
1: Well, I just finished my 30th year in education, so um, I will submit my four-year letter uh, of uh, resignation. So I will have four years left. I will finish with 34 years in education and then be able to kind of do some other things that I'm inspired to do. And three of my kids will be gone and away from home, so you figure, at college. And out on their own in their own profession, and I'll still have my little one. My will be a freshman at uh, Rock Falls High School, but um, you know, like I said, there'll be a time where I can maybe do some things on my own and uh, work on my golf game, which has really suffers with all these years coaching basketball and just don't get the time that I'd like to. And I'm a contractor with um, DeKalb, Monsanto, Bear Company, and we work for Whiffle's Hybrid, so that summer employment stuff, it's, it's just been, you know, a grind. I mean, year-round, there was really no time off for those people to think, you know, teaching's an easy career, and, you know, you got the summers off. That's, that's not thats not what the kids do. I mean, we work year-round and um, try to, you know hire a lot of kids from our community so and some adults as well to uh, help them through good and bad times and also do more for our families financially Um, because like you said we spend a lot of time teaching and coaching it's not always about the monetary things trust me it's about the relationships
0: i have to give you credit though you have more hair and it looks good than i did 10 years ago so much props to you to be in education that long and still have a lot of hair on your head.
1: <laughs> well, I tell you what, I uh, I uh, you may see me on the sideline and I you know, the, the Bureau Valley they're kind of accustomed to my passion and and what I can bring to the table and I think some of the Rock Falls people were a little bit taken back by that but they got to know me over the last eight years and they knew I was super passionate about the game, they knew I cared about the kids. Like I said it's probably the officials I guess maybe over time they kind of wonder and think I'm a little bit crazy but still I, I have a great relationship with all of those guys. I don't think there's too many of those guys that didn't respect me for You know, coaching my kids hard, working those officials hard, and uh, just being very passionate about the game of basketball that I love so much.
0: Definitely. Before we get into talking about more basketball, besides still teaching at Burrow Valley, you do have other responsibilities as well.
1: Yeah, uh, to finish up my career in education at Burrow Valley the next four years, I'll be serving as dean of students and athletic director. So um, it was just one of those kind of passionate things, Um, you know, people that know me, you know, I I just, I'm kind of a competitor, uh, passionate about a lot of things that I get involved in, and uh, I just want to be one of those educators and not saying they're out there, but maybe they will will be, I don't know, but I don't want to be that person just kind of writing out my on you know, my teaching career I want to uh, try to make my biggest impact maybe in my last four years and uh, I've got a very good relationship with uh, the school board All of the members at Bureau Valley, the administration, Um, like I said, I I have a great relationship with all the staff uh, at Bureau Valley. I've served as Education Association President, so I've got very close relationships with many of those people. And I just felt like over the last eight years, maybe I've been distant a little bit from the Bureau Valley kids because of my coaching responsibilities up here. So I really relish at my role next year, for the next four years, I guess, changing and getting to really know those people Valley kids a little bit more. And, you know, I won't be coaching them. I'll be supporting them and, and talking to them about future plans and what's going on currently with their sport and how are they doing academically. And not only the athletes, but yeah, I've always had a pretty good relationship with all the kids. And all the kids at Brickle Valley will be important, or important to me. and forward to working with the parents too and uh, because like I said with the coaching it takes up a lot of time and um, I grew up in Ohio uh, taught at Buda Western right out of college so I've been down in that area forever and I just felt it was really needed to finish up there and stay there and I, I really am excited about my new role.
0: After coaching for 28 years and then you have this new role as athletic director and being around coaches and everybody else in the program. How do you go about trying to give advice and, I guess, being a mentor, but at the same time not overstepping your place and letting them do their job as well?
1: I've kind of always felt like even as a educator, teacher and as a coach I've always kind of played that role pretty good and I'm comfortable with that. Um mentoring um, younger coaches and you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm pretty level headed. I'm not uh, I don't get caught up on what I've done personally or anything like that or wins and losses or anything like that. I'm very I feel like I'm pretty modest and, and I'm uh, i always someone that people felt like they could reach out to. And I'm looking forward to reaching out to other athletic directors. You know, Eric Bryan, um, Jeff Olson, uh Greg King, Rich Montgomery, Ted Austin. I mean, the list can go on and on, That I know I can learn a lot more about the best athletic director I can be from some of those guys. So I'm still going to be learning for the next four years. I have a huge passion, and I know we've got some super head coaches, you know, at every sport there at Bureau Valley. And if I can just give them a little confidence, a little something that I've learned from someone else like, a, you know, maybe a Roger Lowe or a Chip Giovanni, you know, or someone like that, other coaches that I've always looked up to as I grew as a coach, you know, hopefully it will help them and their programs at Bureau Valley.
0: And one of the best, I guess we can't say the best, but one of the best times for Borough Valley in basketball, you were coaching, went to the state three times in a row and finished third in each one of those, correct?
1: Yeah, it was right back there around 2000, you know, early on there when uh, we were kind of just getting settled in, in Manless. Um and really a special time. Um, you know, Coach Marcus, right now, the head basketball coach. Uh, he was a player for me. And obviously he is an outstanding basketball coach. He's an outstanding businessman. And he's even a better father. And, you know, that's what we kind of talk about. You know, the relationships that we develop and teaching these kids, you know, about, you know, all the hard work. And how, we'll, you know, it's beyond just basketball. It's life lessons and um Pretty excited to see the coaching career that he has. and look really forward to working closely with him. And um, you know, basketball, football, cross country, track, volleyball. I mean, Rural Valley's a ton of success. There's, you know, we got a young baseball coach right now, Ryan Schistler, that I think is going to be one of the best ones around. It's going to get that baseball program going. Our softball program is going to continue to grow. So we're pretty excited. We just got to get the kids back into school. Where we get some in-person learning going, and.
0: Are you excited to go to all of these events when things start rolling and, you know, athletic directors are kind of asked to be at all these different sporting events? Are you ready to mix it up and go to golf and all the other sports that you just previously mentioned? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's going to it's gonna be uh,
1: the biggest challenge and the thing that, you know, in talking with the administration and in my interview, you know, there's a the concern that my daughter, Claire, is going to be a freshman at Rock Falls. And I think she's got a very great future ahead of her, both as a student and as an athlete. And um, that'll to see how that all plays out because I'm sure there may be some events of hers that I just can't make uh, because of my responsibilities at Bureau Valley but I also know that we have some people at Bureau Valley that will support me if I need to be at something for Claire so I am really excited about going to those you know cross-country meets and those golf matches and you know I'm Awfully passionate about watching volleyball. I love volleyball, and Bureau Valley's always been very good in volleyball. Uh, I coach football for what 15 years, so um, I'm watch, excited about Coach Pistol and, and his youth and what he's trying to do with our football program. And like I said, we got a track project that we're looking at right now, maybe resurfacing. So I'm working with the track coaches already and trying to see if we can make some things happen there with that track resurfacing project potentially. So, yeah, I'm jumping in right away and really excited about going to all those events and, you know, developing relationships with those, as I mentioned, uh, outstanding athletic directors in the area, and I get to stay close to those officials. Those officials will probably like to see me, you know, uh, not on the sidelines, but I'll sure be welcoming to them as they come into Bureau Valley and uh, look forward to developing those relationships I've always had with all the officials.
0: Definitely. So it sounds like even though you stepped away from Rock Falls, you're still going to be very, very busy, my friend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, my wife's coached some volleyball up here. And like I said, I have a daughter that's going into fifth grade, Miley, that's going to be a pretty little athlete as well, and she's going to be involved in multiple sports. So it's, it's kind of what our family does. I mean, we're not afraid to, to get out there and play multiple sports. We're not a family that tells our kids that, oh, uh, you know, we're going to throw all of our baskets just in one sport. We're a, a multi-sport family and puts a lot of strain sometimes on your family and, and on the kids. But uh I think this COVID situation has allowed us to step back a little bit and maybe reevaluate what we have been doing as a family and the traveling sports and the AU stuff. And I think it will better guide us probably over the next few years that Claire goes through high school and that Miley comes up through junior and enters into Rockfall High School. I think Joey and I will have a better idea of what we can do to... You know that maybe with Bailey and Jalen, maybe we might have asked a little bit too much. So, um, yeah, it's it's busy time at the Vicus, but that's that's the best thing.
0: Sounds like it's routine at this point. Like you've been doing this for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean. Since Bailey probably played, you know, uh, Little League softball and traveling softball, and she's now 21 years of age, and Jalen played multiple sports. Bailey did as well, and, you know, it's just something that we kind of do, and, you know, there's people that have other hobbies, you know, whether it be livestock, you know, or or, you know, I don't know, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, whatever. I mean, other, all families have different things that they do, and, and that's outstanding. But, you know, uh, we're, we're going to stay active and get our kids involved because we feel that all those activities and all the coaches that uh, have the impact on our kids really help them grow and will help them be successful later in life.
0: That's all the questions I had. Was there anything else you wanted to add?
1: No, no, just uh, really enjoyed visiting with you, Brandon, and and looking forward to, you know, getting to work, you know, next fall and hopefully uh, just back into a nice school routine in-person learning and getting our fall sports programs off and running and uh, let's get through this tough time right now we're in and uh, work together uh, and see if we can, you know, get back to normal hopefully someday soon, hopefully.
0: That is the wish of us all. I definitely agree with that. Edge of your C podcast, just wanna again, thank you for joining us. I know you're a busy guy. We've went over that. You were very, very busy, so thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to, to chat with us. All right, Brandon. thank you for having me.